0: All right, we're um, we're recording right now. After a re- well, you know, first of all, ask me how I'm doing.
1: How are you doing,
0: Kendall? Not good. How are you doing?
1: I'm a little frustrated and a little uh, sad. Why are you sad? I think Rupert's dead. I oh. think Fred ate Rupert. Mm.
0: Rup-
1: Rupert is the possum. Rupert a is a poss- baby baby possum that was eating the cat food, and then. We had Penelope, who is a black and white kitty, female, who has been around. And she leaves Rupert alone. But now we have a new addition, Fred. And Fred is this tomcat who is so handsome but wild. And I think he ate Rupert.
0: <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I'm not it, laughing. It
1: really <laughs> makes me sad.
0: Well, okay, so the thing is you've been taking care of these Two cats along with a possum. And I've seen the possum so much that um, someone came in the other day and texted you, there's a rat eating the cat food. You know what I mean? And it's like, uh, you're like, that ain't a rat. That's a possum. Thank you very much. It's
1: a baby possum, a sweet little baby.
0: It was cute. I agree. It wasn't very fast. But that's not why I'm frustrated.
1: I know why you're frustrated, but go ahead and tell everybody. You, well, you want why to take a frustrated. stab at
0: why I'm frustrated?
1: Um technical errors, people. Technical yeah. errors.
0: Well, I mean, if you you can't really see see this, but you know, setting up a video podcast takes a lot. I don't know if you uh, noticed like right now we have three cameras gone, right? There this is camera angle 1, Where's camera angle 2, Evelyn. Well, click it. Oops, so That's two, two, and then there's camera angle three. Okay, so we have to set all these up and hook them into, like, a video switcher, and that's what Evelyn's using right now. See, this is a video switcher to control the angles of it, okay? So we got all that set up, and then you have your little monitor here, and off the screen, we have a computer over here, and then we have the sound, you know, the the, the the mixer right here. It's just a lot, and then we have lights, okay? So what, what we're saying is these, these um, video casts or podcasts, whatever you call them, They're not easy to set up, and today we experienced a ton of technical difficulties, all the way down to the headphones that we typically use. For some reason, the sound wasn't coming through the the headphones, and so now we're wearing these Mm -hmm. headphones right here, which is fine. Um, I
1: kind of like problem solving, though. I I think it's been kind of fun. Yeah, you know,
0: you've been having fun this whole time. No, (laughs)
1: not
0: you know, in your sadness. No, watching maybe, you
1: struggle through this. Oh, just, maybe, maybe, Rupert, so happy. maybe
0: Rupert is haunting us from the Rupert place. No, Rupert loved us because we took care of him. So are you, it's are not you giving Rupert. people eye headaches by switching constantly? Okay, leave it Leave it there for a little bit. <laughs> I'm trying to play with all this. Okay. So, oh, my gosh. All right, tell him your issues. No, no, those are my issues. Okay, Aside from that, I have never had an issue in we're, being a human being You know, being what's life. really
1: going to be funny is trying to uh, talk about God and theology and our view of God um, after this frustrating morning.
0: Well, we're being frustrated. I don't think by any means we're being tested. <laughs> Some people would be like I that. Do. God is testing you right I now. I think we're being tested. Testing. oh i don't it's just part of being a human human being you know what I mean um but yeah you wanted to talk about like how we understand god today right
1: yeah you know? i i think that it's changed um a lot throughout um our journey yeah like in, how and we how un- we think about god and how we understand God has totally changed from the way we used to
0: mm-hmm. hmm. yeah well that this is typically when we play the music. But I'm scared to press the button now, just thinking, you know, because I'm like, what if something happens? Should I press the button? Press the
1: button, but you should talk into your microphone too.
0: Should I press the button?
1: Press the button.
0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Life in a... (laughs)
1: Hi everyone, I'm Evelyn, and this is Kendall, and welcome to Life and a Cup of Coffee.
0: Yeah, I already drank about four. Yeah. I already had my four coffees.
1: That's why you're feeling the way you feel yeah. right now. So. so,
0: like that was like quite the introduction that we did there. Just letting know everyone know we're doing this podcast out of frustration right now, right? I
1: don't, no, I think that we're we're just letting you know we're real people and that we go through our little struggles too and yeah um, right before we talk about God we just got all aggravated that's okay I know that's what I mean yeah it's all good
0: well so let's like kind of ground what we're talking about today um we're talking yesterday we were driving in the car okay um in the vehicle we were driving oh you know what hey yesterday we were driving in the car huh, huh? how cool is that yeah i know that's great okay, you know? that's, that's, okay. That's um so yesterday we were driving the car and you brought up the topic we, we got you said hey your understanding of god don't i'm not don't switch i see you like um, no. get ready to switch. Um, so you, like this whole understanding of god and it's like you grow in your understanding of god which means our understanding changes right based on certain things um and we'll talk about that in a few seconds um but God doesn't change. Right? We have to like understand that God is um, God is God, right?
1: Right. What we're what I was talking about um to you was about our ideas of how we feel about God now versus how we used to feel about him.
0: What do you mean feel about him? Well
1: feel about him and think about him. So I guess are thinking... we talking
0: about feeling or understanding?
1: Um well Because sometimes little bit of...
0: sometimes honestly I get angry with well, God. Well,
1: that's what I'm saying. That's a feeling.
0: Okay. Um, well, I I'm mean, because I have I have to um, make the distinction between the two, okay? Because right. my, my feelings are so fickle that I, I'm right. dynamic in how I feel, yeah. okay? I have ups and I have downs, okay? Right. But my understanding doesn't necessarily... Uh, well, maybe it does affect how I feel about God, right?
1: Yeah, because it makes you insecure. It, or it makes you feel... Very secure, depending on your mood and how you're feeling at the moment. So I think it's a cause and effect, and it can go both ways. Okay, That's yeah. Right think. now,
0: I'm trying to avoid everyone listening going Pum. their minds just blowing up in their heads. Okay, so check this out. Before, um, let's say in let's just talk about when I began um, the world of theology, right? Like literally pursuing um, theology from an academic mm-hmm. standpoint. And um, reading the books and everything, okay? And reading books um, with a certain theological bent, all right? by the way, when when I say theology, understanding of God. And that's why a few moments ago I said, are we talking about feelings or understanding, okay? Mm -hmm. Um, So I had an understanding of God, and I'm talking about of the scriptures, the God of the scriptures, the Christian scriptures, the um, Jewish scriptures, okay? So I had an understanding of God that was at a certain point. And then I expected to grow in that understanding, okay? What I didn't expect was my understanding of God, based upon the reading of the Scripture, um, be kind of violated in a way. You know what I mean? Like, oh my gosh. like
1: change. Yeah. And it dramatically.
0: Changed. So here's the funny thing is, um, a, a, a pastor um, colleague of mine asked me one time, cause I was going through struggles and they said, do you still believe in God? All right. Of course I do. Okay. But here's, here was my answer. Not in the way that I knew God to be when I started this journey. So I don't believe in God that way anymore, but now I believe in God in a certain matter now. So that that took a lot of shifting and, you know, my my belief being kind of violated, threatened and all that stuff. And I had to struggle with my faith and say, God, who are you? And and what does this mean? And this was based upon my studies in scripture. By no means did I like read academic books and be like, oh, this is literally what the scripture was telling me. like, oh my gosh, you know?
1: Yeah. I think that um what do you yeah for me I feel like God is while he is involved in everything I think he sits back and lets us do and make all the decisions that we want I, I don't know how actively involved like I think God's involved he created us he made us but I'm not sure how actively i do think that we're coaxed but, at but the we same, have, okay, yeah. How do you? You're have talking choice. about determinism. Well, I right? guess in, determinism in
0: states that God has made a decision, and in, in let's say 2032, you're going to mow the lawn. There's nothing that you can do to change the fact that you're going to mow the lawn in 2032 at a certain day. When you know what I mean, and everything has been determined that way. And there, no matter what you do, that's what's going to happen in 2032. That's determinism. Um, and then there's um, free will. Okay, maybe you'll mow the lawn. Chances are that you will, right? But you certainly have a choice in that matter. Now, that also brings up the understanding of, like, well, how much was God involved in you mowing the lawn in 2032? What a ridiculous um, example. No, but it's I something think, we can really grasp. No, I, I think it's a, because it's something mundane, something that you wouldn't think affected anything, right? Okay, but it's something that. Right. Is it is is that determined, or did you have how much free choice did you have in it? Or this, if God knows, um, past, present, future. If God knows the timeline, let's just say, if okay, um, how much was He involved in that, or did He allow you to make the decisions that foreknew Him seeing? (laughs) Wow, this is so. I mean, it's your understanding of God that affects your life, right? Right,
1: Uh, and I. I tend to think that we It could be that we're a little right, and somebody else who believes in determinism is a little bit right. Um, I, I think the answer is we simply don't know. But I think understanding and trying to understand God helps us to decide what we're believing. Yeah, no, in. I, I think can I
0: can I share with you what I what I've come to uh, understand. Okay, God is sovereign, but because he's in relationship with us, he chooses not to force his sovereignty upon us. Does that make sense?
1: Makes perfect sense. So God
0: can control everything, Mm -hmm. but does he? No, because we're in relationship and he respects that relationship. All right? The other thing is, um, just because you know something doesn't mean that you're the cause of something.
1: I want to say it's kind of like the relationship possibly that you and I might have together in how we relate to each other, I suspect things about you in how you respond to something or a tone of voice, I, I create in my mind what I think is going on and I react a certain way. But it doesn't make it so in your mind. So I'm confusing things, aren't I? No, I I'm think- just
0: like, I, I think you're making complete sense to be honest with you. What, what, what I'm um, processing right now is I wonder how this is received... <laughs> Like, what is going on here? I just tuned in to find out a little bit about God. And now I'm experiencing an existential crisis of my own. Do I go left? Do I go right? Does God know I'm going to go left? What if I don't go left and I go right? Am I going to end up in hell? (laughs) (laughs) Could be. No, um, be. No, it's you know me to a certain extent, but you will never fully know me as God knows me or as I allow God to know me. Does that make sense? or oh
1: it could be that i know you you know yourself but god knows you better
0: I than i know me. you you know me la 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 la, la. okay <laughs> what is going on so now now god not but I don't know, I don't know where where, where I can say. It. So the, the, the I wanna go back to that, okay? Okay. Just because you know something doesn't mean that you are the cause of something. Okay? So God can know something is going to happen, right? We're we're back on determinism, right? God can know something is going to happen, but He doesn't necessarily have to be the cause to that very thing happening. Check this out. Here's one. Uh, I always hear this all the time um, from people. God knows when God wants me, he'll take me. Whoa. I'm like, whoa, that makes God the author of death. Yeah. Every time your hand goes to that thing there, I'm like, is she going to switch and give me a stroke? You know? But um, no, so God may know the moment that you pass, but God is by no means the bringer of death that causes you to pass. Does that make sense? He might know the moment. Yeah, cool, but he is not the one that has delivered you into the hands of death. God has nothing to do with death. God has everything to do with life. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, right. and I think that Jesus indicated that we would have suffering, so does God stop suffering? Not yet. God I'm suffers guessing. with us. When yeah. you
0: love someone, you suffer with them.
1: It, that's that's what I mean. So Like um, Rupert Right, that that's what I was about to say. Or if somebody's sick and they have pain and they have cancer, we can pray for them and all of that. But we don't know how that really works and how he answers our prayers sometimes. He answers our prayers by us waiting it out, and then it, hopefully it'll change everybody's character Are you affected dying. by
0: Rupert at all? Because you just like totally passed over Rupert. I'm
1: trying not to feel the pain of the loss of Rupert. But
0: you're suffering with Rupert. I when think, you, cu- I think when
1: Rupert's suffering is done right now.
0: Oh, I hope so. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I I mean, yeah. Oh, yeah. stop. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to yeah. go there. But check this out. No, because God is in relationship with us, that, that I don't think. Many people really consider the um, the significance of that. Okay, because when you're in relationship with someone, you choose to care. When you're in relationship with someone, you're making yourself vulnerable to the very fact that you might be hurt. You might experience joy. Right. In 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 the in the case of the scriptures, we see that God invited us into relationship with 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 Him, the divine, and we rejected that relationship. So therefore, God was hurt tremendously. Imagine being the Creator, giver of life, and you say, "I want to be in relationship with you," and the per, the very beings that gave you life rejected you. That's a crazy hurt. Okay. So, um, but back to this whole thing. I mean, how does how does this fit into our understanding with God? Well, I'll tell you what. I used to think. My prior understanding of God was that um, he always had the ultimate decision in view, right? He always knew what what was going to be. And then I was like, wait a second, God is sovereign, but he chooses not to exercise his sovereignty in the manner of our relationship, which means that, oh, wait, he loves me that much that he's not forcing things upon me. I used to think that it was just the way it is, and God has determined it. It is what it is. God has, you know, provided this, and blah blah blah, all that stuff. But then the reading of Scripture, from what I see, is a God who is in relationship with His beings, which has opened Himself up to being hurt because He is not forcing Himself upon anyone. Now, there are certain. There's a certain um, Christ, Christian view. I'm not going to get into denominational talk, but there are certain so Christian you're, views. So you're
1: saying God opens Himself up. To the
0: possibility of
1: pain yeah. and hurt from yeah. his creation.
0: Yeah, and to th- say that he doesn't is to, like, read the scriptures. Where are you getting from scriptures that God is distant? From a distance, right? That song is so inaccurate. That's, Thanks
1: a lot, Beth Midler.
0: But that's deism, if you ask <laughs> yeah. me, that God um, created all things, so we acknowledge that there's a God, and then he just kind of, like, you know... Um, you know, wound up the clock and let it spin, okay? And time is running out, and he's back there watching from afar. No,
1: no, God is not... What was that? I, I, I think it was one of the plugs that was up on the table, fell to the floor. Do you floor. think
0: God knew that was going on? <laughs> <up? laughs>
1: oh, I think he probably knew it, um, but he didn't so, make it happen. So
0: really what our understanding of God is, is we're talking about is, is determinism against free will, over and against free will. Mm-hmm. Right. And, you know, this goes back to like predestination and all that stuff. OK. And um, you know, Calvinism. Yeah. I'm not even going to say that because someone who who hasn't like uh, inherently studied those denominational divides or the, the the things that make us theologically different and think from one another. Someone who hasn't even studied that doesn't know that term, okay? Just like someone who doesn't know, like, Arminianism, Wesleyan, um, well, all those teachings.
1: Well, determinism, too. They don't know what that yeah, means.
0: Yeah, de- well, deter- well, God determined everything.
1: I know, but some people might not know what that means. I guess I'm saying if you haven't studied it, you don't know. But Well, if uh,
0: I can be a little snarky, now you know.
1: Yeah. Okay? Well, that's why I was trying to teach Calvinism,
0: oh, Really, really? I'm not. Well, did you okay. know that Calvinism... Calvin, John Calvin, wasn't the originator of Calvinism. Isn't that weird? His predecessor, Theodore Theodor Beza, right. was the originator. He took he took predestination to a new height and started teaching it. And then he just it.
1: blamed it on Calvin. No,
0: he didn't blame anyone on <laughs> anything.
1: I know, but he but, used his name. Well, so. it just so
0: happened. Well, think about it. teacher mm-hmm. Calvin, predecessor Theodor Beza, or Beza, however you want to pronounce it, okay, mm-hmm. credited, to Calvin, because wait, you must you, you must have gotten this from your teacher, but no, he didn't. He took um, Calvin's view of um, predestination and brought it to a new height. Okay, and then our, um, our Arminian Arminian belief came up during Beza and kind of like combated, you know, against that. And that's where you I have wonder this what, theological what
1: Calvin would have felt about. I don't, Beza I don't, I don't changing. No, he that. was
0: a very strident human being. Right. Without me being negative. He was a very, I'm a very strident person in certain things. Cal, John Calvin was a very strident human being, but I don't know if he would have looked at that and said, oh, okay. You know, the, we're, we're talking about is scholasticism right now, academic, a, a, academics. Okay. Um, you know, you Do you, you think I'm strident? I'm not going to answer that. That's a terrible question you shouldn't ask your spouse. Why? Because it just is, you know, you have to say in what manner. You know, are you strident in, uh, well... Does that mean stubborn? No, stubborn means stubborn. You know, and listen, we have to be detailed when we talk about things, especially in this day and age when everyone's like, well, it means whatever you decide. It can mean if you think stubborn means squirrel, then stubborn means squirrel by all means, and who am I to come up against your definition of being a human being? Oh. <laughs>
1: What is what does strident mean?
0: I'm gonna get you on proper definition. <laughs> I feel so bad for our audience right now. Um, strident. What are you doing, Evelyn?
1: I'm looking at your iPad.
0: Oh, strident, see Evelyn. <laughs> Does that mean I'm strident? No, no. you are not strident. I'm um, loud and harsh, grating. Yeah, you know, Calvin was a strident oh. person. He was kind of like outspoken <laughs> about certain beliefs so much to the point that people suffered from that. But, you know, uh, <laughs> I you know, I don't want I can't backpedal on that because that's just a, that's just a historical fact, okay? But Theodore Bates came along and he took predestination, all that stuff and determinism and brought it to a new height. Um Uh, Jacobus Arminius um, came in and he read the scriptures, you know, just as much as the other people do. And he came to a different understanding. That's the understanding that I Mm. inherit, the understanding that, oh my gosh, God has entered into relationship with us and he is not violating our free will. Rather, he is the God of free will. He freely created and he freely blessed us with that same thing, okay? And so, which means we have the capacity to... Uh, make decisions. Incidentally, um, I don't think many people really address this within theological argument, but in, in the beginning in Genesis, when you see that we are made in the image um, imago Dei, which means image of God, you are made in the image of God, I am made in the image of God. What that means is that you yeah. have um, divine um, uh, characteristics, okay? You are like God, but nothing like God. You have to understand it from that mm-hmm. point of view. But in order for us to be like God, we have to share in His free will. Then, right? Mm-hmm. So w- why would God imbue us with characteristics of ra- thinking as rational human beings, the ability to make decisions, and then take that very thing away from us? That's not being made in the image of God, if you ask me. Mm-hmm. All right, um, I, I, and that you know that that's more uh, you know where I come from when I look at the-
1: so. Does that mean that when God does interject and do something that He's interfering. He's intervening. Or, or
0: um, no, I, I mean, let's talk. Let's talk about the definition of a miracle really quick. My definition of a miracle, um, and then we'll talk about God knowing in a second. But my definition of a miracle is um, a circumstance where, if God were not involved, the uh, the outcome would be different. Right. Yes. But God has intervened in the. Um, in the um, circumstance situation, the event, and therefore the outcome has been um, altered. Just like if you were involved in a situation, the outcome is different. Whereas if you remove yourself, the outcome will be different, right? Mm -hmm. So God's involvement, and and that's that's what I would explain um, a miracle to be. Now, what can God know? Well, God... God, (laughs) this is very tricky ground here, and it's a philosophical argument between this and theology, but God, I think the best definition is God can know what is possible for only God to know. God cannot know what it's like to do evil. He's God, right? And the scriptures, you look at that, oh, God is perfectly good. God cannot know what it's like to be unjust. God cannot know what it's like to break promises. All right? There are things that God can't not know, um, but then there are things that God can possibly know. Now, when I look at the scriptures, Matthew, Mark, and Luke specifically, I see God knowing the people's hearts, right? Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? He's not like breaking into their minds, and knowing their hearts when he says and knowing the thoughts i think he's reading the situation of the room and he was very in tune with humanity um and then you get to the gospel of john and you allow john to speak for 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 how that author is communicating who jesus the christ is and you you get like oh and he saw nathaniel i think it was nathaniel nathaniel under the tree right okay and he's he's knowing things about people okay um you know, events about them and stuff like this. Um, now whether they were speaking out loud and God listened in. I don't know. Okay, but John has a totally different view. So you have to allow John to speak for John. And you have to allow Matthew, Mark, and Luke to speak for Matthew, Mark, and Luke. And you have to allow the the prophets to speak as the prophets, and you have to allow Abraham to understand God how as Abraham understands. And they might be differing from You know, Paul might be differing on, let's say, I'd hate to pin Paul or anyone up against each other, but let's just say they think differently and they understand God a little bit differently than other people. Mm -hmm. The problem, I think, is when you try to harmonize everything and you come up with this one central view on a divine being that is extremely diverse, and you can't do that. You have to allow God to be God, the freedom to be God, just as much as he allows us to be free to be human creatures that he created. So, and,
1: and then you've got the whole idea of allowing us to have the freedom to develop what we're getting, <clears throat> excuse me, what we're thinking about yeah. God. I mean, it didn't just end with the disciples. It continues with us. The disciples are gone.
0: You're at a specific place in your understanding with God, and I'm at a specific place in my understanding of God. And I have to allow that and respect it, right? Mm -hmm. And if you think that way about God, who am I going to sit here and say, you're wrong?
1: And then there's the understanding that we... Well,
0: that is if if you're grossly wrong about something, yeah.
1: Then there's the understanding of us, um, what we've developed from what you've learned in theology... Uh, in history, and culture, and how that's shaped and changed our thoughts. Most definitely. And And
0: translations. Translations mold our thoughts because they take the original language and they interject belief. Right. right?
1: And then um, if you think about a lot of the Bible being poetry uh, written by a creative people, and, and but divinely how they, inspired people. Yeah, and, and how they saw things and how they related to it uh, verbally and storytelling and all of that. That's really changed how I think about scripture and how it was written and why it was written a certain way and how it changes for us. I mean yeah. it's 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 theirs, but we can use it in ours but it doesn't mean it's the same thing. Yeah. You can't take certain things literally, and a lot of people, I think, when yeah. they read Scripture, they take it literally. So uh, when I've looked back in the past how I used to feel about God and how I feel about Him now, I actually, because I've learned more, I feel closer. I feel, um, even though I have these doubts that creep in, I think that's normal, but I, the more understanding I get, the better it is for me, as far as my relationship is with God, and I have to relate to God in a different way than I used to relate to God.
0: Mm. No, I, I agree. I was listening. I, yeah. you know, I just turned my head. I looked back and I saw you like talking to me. I was like, uh oh, <laughs> <When laughs> how that came across.
1: Yeah, I was wondering if you were <laughs> no, I'm, I'm checking proce- out. I'm there processing or
0: with. So what you're what okay. you're saying is and, 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 correct. Here's what I'm hearing that you're saying. Everyone has an understanding of God and we have to respect where they are okay but what if what if someone is wrong about God like they say God is evil? Well I, mean, I think that we can step in and, and provide evidence that God is not
1: right when you're when you're reading the Old Testament, a lot of people go, well God was really mean then and, and then Jesus came and changed it all Well, it wasn't Jesus that changed it all God was the same and Jesus was the same. Is. And God yeah, yeah and, and thats what going to say, and, and he was trying to explain to us I believe that God doesn't change It's us who change um, but God but Jesus was in a whole different well, day and mean, age than
0: we were I think we can answer the question of like that certain acts within the Old Testament that we can understand is you know um let's let's one let's ask the question is why is God angry You might find that because of humanity doing evil things. God is angry and upset over the evil that human beings have really chosen to engage in.
1: What about the stories, though, um, about God intervening and making it rain for a certain amount of time or making it dry for a certain amount of time when somebody prayed for it? Uh, How are we supposed to understand stuff like that?
0: I can only tell you how I understand those things, okay? Uh, The Bible contains a history... Um, and I think we have to understand that someone was not writing these things down as they happened, right?
1: Right. They didn't have a, a okay. Oh, it's raining,
0: there. you know, right yeah. now. Um, and <clears throat> in that in that day and age, there was a certain understanding that God brought about rain to water and nurture the earth. If you're from an agricultural point of view, that's that's humongous, okay. Um, and it was a very the Bible is a world of gods and kings, okay, and rulers and you know. Um, spiritual warfare and all that the world we live in today is not a world of gods and Kings. It's a world of Kings. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then there's God, the, the separation, the chasm is vast. Okay. Now back to the Bible, when you're when you're reading the writings of the Bible, these are um, f- people writing down the events in history through the lens of deity, mm-hmm. right? They're not writing it down through the lens of science. They're writing it down as if God is involved in all aspects and all areas of life. You write things down today, we have our lives and then we have God. So we have a separation. We have a chasm that has, you know, taken place largely um, beginning with the 15th century. Mm-hmm. Basically we put a telescope to the sky and God got further away because we didn't see him immediately. But Isn't wh-
1: that kind of weird because it's, you know, Jesus, when he came, it changed everything. But then all of a sudden, it, it just starts drifting away.
0: Well, like, no, no, I don't think that. That here, Check this out. This is really cool. Jesus came and he transformed hearts. Mm-hmm. Jesus didn't come with a telescope and a scalpel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jesus came with the intention to address the heart of humanity. Okay, not not the shape of the world, the shape of the human heart. God came. God. God sent Jesus, and God became human he, human a human being to address our condition. And our condition wasn't um, whether the world was flat or round. God couldn't care less about that. God cares whether your heart is distorted and broken and or whole.
1: Well, why do you think that um, a lot of people are turning away from religious? Institutes and things like that. Um, I
0: can only give you some reasons why, and and I, I,
1: I, I mean, for me, it makes me feel like a, uh, a lot of people are turning away from religion right now because of all the, the discord and the disagreement and the infighting and and just we're going to go out and do it our way and um they they can't really embrace. I think they embrace one message, but that's why. That's why the youth don't really get involved.
0: Well, I think there's that that, everything's like kind of comes down to the core central of how you understand God. And I think a lot of it is we've communicated certain scripture passages and events and communicated God in probably an unloving manner and an inaccurate manner. And we've tried to like especially with with, um, the cultures that exist in the world today. We've tried to make a chasm between science and God when when God is the God of science. Um, We've made it so that if... If we can't explain it, we put it in the God category, and if we can't explain it, we put it in the human category. Well, what happens when something you can't explain becomes suddenly un- suddenly explainable? Does it like get removed from the God category over to the, <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's like everything comes to the view. Um, Power mongering within religions, okay, and you can't just you can't just look at Protestant Christianity or Catholicism. You have to look at the spirituality of the world, mm-hmm. okay, and is um are we as god's people honoring what other people believe are we trying to force what we believe down other people's throats i think there's a certain arrogance and a hierarchy that we've managed to place ourselves above other people and say we're here you're there we're right you're wrong come be us come be us rather than conform to the image of god Mm -hmm. and um so there everything is wrapped up into this whole thing um, I think there's a, a, a secular attack upon this the, upon Christianity, upon Judaism upon those things where there's a departure um, from those things in the world because because I think
1: of, the attack though just comes because of um, some political, aspects and and power aspects and stuff like that. Well, that's the
0: other, that's the other aspect. I think, you know, this whole separation of politics and religion is, is quite frankly, it's not right. I think Christianity should be, God should be involved in all spheres of life. Um, you read the, if you, when you read the scriptures, especially the Old Testament, you see God heavily involved in the, um, theocracy of, uh, and theocracy, you know, political venture as well as spiritual venture. And, um, within the yeah, old isn't, testament.
1: Isn't that what was happening when they wanted uh, Saul to be king and and God's like, "Okay, we'll give him a king, but you know, I was right here, but if you want that, you can have that." That's almost a little bit like politics, isn't it?
0: Well, that was very much political. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, and and Moses wrote into the law that there would be a king. You read that in Deuteronomy. So mm-hmm. it's not like there wasn't any um thing in that manner but it was the type of king they were looking for they weren't looking for someone godly they were looking for someone worldly and that's where you get saul uh you know and saul was a head above everyone else well you know stand around you stick your head above everyone else it's your nose is up in the air you know what i mean you're snotty you're you're snooty you're above everyone else and you're going to do things your own way rather than god's way um but you know you, you get all the we can get into heavy discussion but i i think that 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 people, we're always like, people need God. Well, first of all, what is your understanding of God that you think people need? You have to address these things. It's not just as easy as this blanket statement. By the way, a few moments ago, you, you mentioned um, a literal understanding of the um of the um scriptures, well, there are certain places that you have to understand as history and take them as literal events. Okay, then there's other situations in scriptures that are symbolic. Then there's other situations in scriptures that is, that are, are like hyperbole and exaggeration. And then there's other situ you know. So we have to understand. And then there's, then there's um divine language of you know so, events. So,
1: so you're saying that it could be that we're just. We have a lack of understanding of when something is hyperbole and when something is literal
0: versus... I think there's a certain way that we have to understand Scripture, just like there's a certain way you have to understand everything else in life. You recognize when something's poetry, and so you don't take it literal at that point.
1: Well, I recognize it now. I didn't recognize it then, and and frankly, I think a lot of people don't recognize it, and that's where the fighting comes in, is because they take poetry... Um, and other things as literal, and I think that it offends other people because they haven't learned the same thing. And then you they, they think that you're being the snooty one because you've had the education well, to learn certain things. So um, it's well, a fine line. It is,
0: and it's, you know, it's, it's funny. It, it, we embrace the notion that the gospel message is offensive to the world, but what happens when it offends you? Are you are you like negated from that offense? I want to, uh,
1: <laughs> frankly, I I want to know the truth, and that's why I want to learn more. Um, yes, it's changed my thinking. Yes, it's actually a little bit scary because I don't believe in the fairy tale. We all go up there and. Um, we're all happy and everything is perfect. I don't think that when we're in heaven that we're going to be perfect. I think only God will be perfect. Jesus will be perfect.
0: Well, yeah, there can only be one perfect. Yeah. If you're perfect, you're God. But Anything I, outside of that is not perfect. It's only very I, good at the yes, best. exactly. And yeah. so
1: I guess that's my point is the way I see things now is even more complicated but it's not fairy tale and so it makes it more real for me.
0: Well yeah I mean I think it's that's a, that's a good thing. Now you mentioned the other uh, uh, the other day the other day wow I just went through a time continuum. Um, you I do mentioned that all the time. a few moments ago about truth what, I want to know the truth. I think if you ask God what, what is truth, he, he would say, I am the truth. And now you have the... the you have um, to figure out what that truth yeah, is. Yeah, you have know, the monumental task of saying... So So God says, I am truth. And then he asks you, who am I? And you can't just say, you are the truth. And he goes, well, what is truth? And you, you, you have this endless thing. What is the truth about God? Um and, you know, so now we have to have a totally well-developed understanding of God who is inexhaustible, so you can't fully know everything about God nor claim to know everything about God at best. No, this is, this is wonderful. I read this somewhere. I don't remember who, the, um, who the, um, to credit this to, but it is not credited towards me. It says, there will never come a time when God can have an adult conversation with us.
1: I agree with that. It, I I totally agree with that. Um,
0: We're all like I, children trying to yeah. understand. And the and
1: the more I understand, the more I know, the less I fear um, about certain things. But yeah, yeah. It, at least that's how I feel. What about you?
0: No, I I agree with you. I mean, there really hasn't been anything with this conversation that hasn't that I haven't like disagreed with. Um, and I'm you know what I'm getting tired of. We just Let's just disagree. We have to learn how to disagree again. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah, I mean, I've heard that so much these, you know, lately. We just, we just you, think differently on well, certain things. It's fine. I'm fine with that.
1: I'm, I'm trying to understand what you mean about we all have to just understand that we disagree.
0: Yeah, well, I, don't I don't know think what that, I meant.
1: I don't think our disagreement should cause a war. But. I kind
0: of know what I meant, Matt, but I don't want to explain it. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. So like he, here's the thing: we we all grow with our understanding of God, then we have to shift what we already know about God. What I think we have to like be very careful of is forcing our understanding above on on someone else saying they're right, we're they're, saying that we're right, they're wrong.
1: That's mm-hmm. the wrong
0: thing to do. You know? yeah,
1: but what do you well, how do you handle it? If you feel like someone is really, really wrong, how do you respond to that? Well, give me an example of wrong.: Oh gosh. Uh, I could, like worshiping
0: um, several gods.
1: Now let's just use that one. You
0: think that's wrong, example, but they think then. it's right just as much as you think worshiping one god is right. So how mm-hmm. do you deal with that situation? Yeah. I'd say you let actions speak for themselves, and you you work in the relationship, and you respect the other person, you hope that they respect you, and allow you to live into the life that you've been given by God, and not force that upon them, yeah. and maybe they'll come along.
1: Yeah, and, and
0: I just went all Jordan and, Peterson and show, on you. and um, show,
1: yeah, you did. Yeah. Um, I like him. Uh, Anyway, just basically. Okay. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Maybe you can introduce him to me sometime. You're welcome. Uh, Would you like
0: to meet my imaginary friend? He's kind of, he can be kind of like strident. You
1: introduce me to him. (laughs) I'll introduce you to Russell. So anyway, um, like I was saying, uh, I think. Russell Brand.
0: Oh, okay.
1: He's had a life change. Well, I mean, being your husband, years. I did have to question okay, that for a moment. Yeah. You know
0: what? Yeah. What is going on? Well, here? you're friends with George. Is this I'm how friends you're with Russell? Me...
1: So, anyhow, but my my point in all this was uh, about love and that Jesus calls us to love. So, no matter what situation and what your belief is, you have to handle it with love. And if you don't, then you're doing it wrong because Jesus said you have to love. And it's not good enough just to say. I love the sinner. I hate the sin. That is so condescending. Oh, I hate that. I
0: hate that. Yeah, where's the love in that?
1: There's no love in that statement. Because you know what they're saying. I hate you. (laughs) Yeah, exactly, exactly.
0: (laughs) It's just like, let's just put it how it is. You know, you're slapping across the face with that statement Mm -hmm. right there. Um, We can love people wrongly. Mm-hmm. there's a right way to love people and there's a wrong way to love people and when you're hurting people with the way you're loving them you're doing it wrong
1: right exactly that's yeah. how i feel i feel like uh if you if you really mean that then you're gonna really try to love that person yeah. not just say the statement yeah and then, then show walk me. away
0: show me show, yeah, because exactly, your actions exactly. i'm not you can you can even see it in their eyes too you ever mm-hmm. notice when someone yeah. like you can see it in their eyes it's it's like this this glaring kind of love, right? Whoa. I don't want to have anything to do with that. You mm-hmm. know, um, man, I want, I want someone, you know what the best thing you can do for someone? Listen, mm-hmm. listen to them. And just like, let's say there have been times in our walk together where you've noticed, man, you're distant, but it's not for me. You're like, you're distant from God right now. And I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I'm struggling with it. I'm struggling with this whole thing. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And you're like, okay, it's okay. But then it's affecting you. (laughs) But uh, but you know what I mean? But the thing is, you listened to me and you're like, okay, you let me have that. Oh, I listen
1: and I marinate on it. And then I start feeling like, what if he's right? Does he know something? I don't know. What are you hiding from me? I mean, we've had Uh. those discussions before. Um, I'm and, gr- and
0: I, I you know i wish at the time i could answer i give you the answer of the outcome because the outcome is like i'm growing mm-hmm. but going through it i'm being torn apart man looks mm-hmm. like i'm being split in two i don't know which way to go with my faith and stuff like that but the outcome is yeah. like man i grew through yeah. that and
1: i don't think it <laughs> was crazy. the devil that made us that that tried to taint our brains i think it is a process of growing and and maybe even a time of testing in faith i'm not entirely sure but um certainly it makes you think about that and I, anytime you're thinking about god and his relationship to us and and how we feel together in loving god or trusting god or knowing he even exists or wondering if he even exists it's all focused towards god yeah, just and that I statement he, alone,
0: right? Yeah. Wondering if God even exists. I know that some of the listeners might be like, "Well, wait a second. Of course He exists." Well, wait a second. There are people out there that struggle with that very yeah. thing, and we have to acknowledge that and deal with yeah. it in love.
1: And I, so, I do think that God understands it, and I think God loves that you're wrestling with it. I th- you know? Yeah,
0: I, I think um, God adds depth um, to your humanity. And God wants you, listen, don't stick your head, don't stand in the shallow end of the pool, stick your head in the water and claim to go deep. Mm-hmm. God wants to meet you in the deep end.
1: Right, right. And he yes. says, let's go for a swim. You know, when Jesus you know, said, you know, uh, you have to be innocent like children, I don't think he meant don't learn because children learn. Have you ever been grow. around a kid?
0: Yeah. They, they soak in Why? everything. Why? They yes. ask questions. They, they, yes. they, you know, believe, accept it like a child. I mean... <laughs> Have you ever been around a child? I think we could really talk on yeah. that one right oh, there. Oh, that's
1: a podcast all on its own. You I know, think, I think like, in Matthew really chapter, like I think
0: Matthew chapter seven, Jesus is talking about. He gathers a, a, a child to him, brings a child to him to make a point. But the point is, we're all children. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's like one one if each of if anyone causes this child to stumble, right? Um, it's like he's not talking about that particular child. He's talking about children in general. In other words, another brother or sister in Christ, or any another human being. Because the funny thing is about that, he moves into the topic of lost sheep and you know how to like um, approach someone if they're sinning and all that stuff. Matthew chapter seven, wonderful, wonderful portion of scripture right there. Um, speaking of children,
1: hmm.
0: well, um, this this part, po- you know, I came into this video cast podcast very frustrated Mm -hmm. um and who knows the frustration might continue after this okay after i hit over here on the computer i have to hit stop recording okay man um if it if it goes through cool if it doesn't i'm not doing this again Mm. no i mean not the podcast (laughs) (laughs) i meant like today i'm not redoing a podcast because this is very much a live thing going on here you know what i mean
1: yeah so you're telling everybody we have redone a podcast before we have um, because we, we sat around and discussed something and then we changed our minds at what we were discussing. So we've redone it, but we don't, we didn't edit. like how it was coming across. Right. But yeah. we don't, in fact, I think sometimes it came across as possibly little self-righteous or something like that. Or and rude. Yeah. I can be,
0: I can be a very rude human yeah, being. You have a, um, um What? Well, well,
1: careful. Armadillo <laughs> skin sometimes. Um, now I, so we. Wait, we what don't, camera can I look at in confusion
0: right now? Yeah. <laughs>
1: we don't edit what we do, but we will redo it if we don't like what we're talking about. So, or you know,
0: if yeah. So if you made yeah. it this far.
1: If we don't like the way we look or something. Like, I was wearing a gray shirt earlier, and I'm like, oh, that just does not look And I good. wasn't wearing a
0: shirt. <laughs> I made him go I'm put on a shirt. I'm just joking. No. So. I was okay. wearing a gray shirt, too. Okay. Oh, my, this is, we've gotten stupid. We've ended this on a very stupid note.
1: No. I like it.
0: All right. Well, let's just end this. We'll see, see you next time. We don't know when we're going to do another podcast after this. You know, it's, sometimes it's a week later, sometimes it's several weeks. But it
1: depends on how busy we get. But that's the beauty of having our own But podcast. okay. we yes. have
0: two podcasts. We have This Is Life in a Cup of Coffee, and we yeah. also have Evelyn's yeah. kind of thing called Life in a Shot of Espresso.
1: But we also have another one um, that's still in the making, and I think, I think that one's going to be about techy,
0: very techy yeah, stuff. Yeah, the
1: tech thing. And, and this is another example of what you can explain. It, Kendall likes to teach, uh, as you probably already know, and um, he'll be teaching other people how to set up and podcast and do techie things like that. Yeah, we that, put right? we
0: put an investment in this because it's just something we do regardless. And we you love know. it. Yeah. But um, you can actually do this for free or for not for free, but with just this very you could probably do it. For very
1: little you could do it with your iPhone. With what but, you have. Right
0: yeah, um, yeah um, exactly. so i wanna we might get on and talk about that okay yeah but this has always been my thing i love technology and stuff yeah. with that um let's let's end this Evelyn you ready yeah count count us down from like 100 three that's not 100
1: i know two
0: that's not 100
1: one Thank you.